Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the call center and contact center podcast where we try to give you some actionable items that you can take back into your call center, improve the overall agent quality, improve the culture of your call center, and hopefully you know, improve the overall customer experience. I guess that's the, the whole point of why we're here. For those of you who don't know me by now, and if we have some new listeners, which I see that we do, which is kind of exciting, my name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 500-seat call center outsourcer located here in beautiful, wintry, little cold, but not too bad, uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Super exciting week, guys. I want to thank all of you. This has been a kind of a turn the page or move to the next level of the podcast. So number one, the podcast literally in the last week has has kind of blown up with with people who have been listening. Number two, we have now, we started with 11. We're almost at 40 people, I believe, with at the advice from a call center geek community. I'm asking all of you that are listening, please go over to the advice from a call center geek Facebook community. It's different than the Facebook page. Go to the Facebook page. You can get to the community. Um, we're going to try to get some back and forth, not just me talking to you guys, but have all of us have a kind of a one, I guess, one brain, right, that we can kind of help each other. No selling whatsoever. So if you are looking for how do I get programs, if you're a BPO, how do I get uh, you know new business, that's not the right. Go to LinkedIn. You know, the only thing that we're going to discuss is how we can improve contact center operations, any questions that people have on any technology, those kind of things. So no sales, not selling any any anything, just trying to help each other. Also, the YouTube page. Right, we have advice from a call center geek YouTube channel, and that's really gone well. Every single day I'm posting a brand new call center tip. I'm posting videos at night posting a ton of stuff. So please, I would say that's the number one thing in 2020 that we're kind of focused on other than the community. So please go go, uh, go subscribe to that. All right, what I wanted to do today to start off kind of the new year is do a podcast on kind of the 10 things that I hear uh, customers ask about outsourcing. So, so many of you have sent me emails and said, hey, Tom, we're looking to outsource you know, should an outsourcer do this? Will they pay for this? You know, what is the, the kind of the cost for outsourcing? Um, can you integrate into our systems? Do we have to use your systems? There's a ton of questions about it. And again, I'm not selling my services. You're not going to hear Expedia other than me saying that word right there. But this is for any of you that are looking to and wondering what an outsourcer does. What are some of the things that we pay for? What are the, some of the things that you guys are responsible for? How does that whole kind of... Uh, connection and, and partnership work. So I've 
you know, we've gone in with my staff. We talked about kind of the 10 things that we're constantly hearing, especially our client services guys that, that really deal with the clients every single day. So let's start with this. I think it's kind of interesting, and, and this should, if you've never outsourced before, maybe can, can open your eyes a little bit and, and inform you a little bit to, to kind of what an outsourcer does, or if you're ever looking to outsource, you can be a little bit more intelligent when you're talking to them. So number one, the, the number one thing that we really hear is, hey, we have our own CRM. Do we have to move to your CRM? What CRM do you use in your in your BPO at Expedia? Well, I guess I said the word again. But, um, and the question is, we always say here that we use the F word, right? And it's not what you think. It's flexibility. So any CRM, and this is, and again, when I talk about Expedia, I'm really talking about all really high-end, especially USA BPOs, even offshore, nearshore BPOs. We can all use whatever you have. So whether it's Zendex, Zoho, Salesforce, your own proprietary system, we can connect with that. If you say, hey, we need you to create a CRM for us, most of us can create a CRM for you. Or we could just say, hey, it's way cheaper if we just go to Zoho or Salesforce or Zendesk and we can start that process for you. But we've done everything, and I know most outsourcers have, from from utilizing uh, our client systems to integrating with their proprietary systems to creating our own specific CRM for, for a client. So don't panic on that. They're real flexible. Number two is how do you connect to our systems? Let's say we have our own proprietary system. We need your reps to be on it. How do we do that? And there's a lot of ways we can do that. You know, We have clients, some clients that literally just drop a router here and we connect directly to their, to their servers. Um, the, the biggest way though is, is we just connect through VPN. So if you like the, the look of what your agents have on their desktops in your internal center, most outsourcers can just mimic that through a uh, through kind of a, a terminal server or a, uh, um, a secure VPN that we can actually pull up the exact screens um, and the exact software and the apps that you guys are working on in your internal center. So it's really just another extension of, of your business. So instead of having it really in your internal center, think of the outsourcers kind of a, a different room, right? And that's about it, working off the same, uh, the same sheet of music. So uh, number three is what does the outsourcer pay for and what do we have to pay for? And this varies, obviously, but in general, right, you're going to pay one flat fee, so that's kind of the cool thing about any using any outsourcers, whether you're paying by the hour or by the minute. Most everybody's moving to the hour. There's still a lot of per minute charges though. And the outsourcer pretty much pays for everything. So everything from telephony to any type of uh, any type of, of screens that, that we're working on. And now if you have a CRM that you have, like if you have Salesforce, you're gonna pay for that and you're gonna pay for the licensing so that you can kind of keep it under your umbrella. But other than that, from telephony to supervisors, to QA, to reporting, to client services, we're gonna handle all that. The outsourcer is gonna handle all that. So you have one fee. So when you hear this, you know, $26, $27 an hour, that's not just going to the rep. That's going for all the ancillary services that you guys are getting. So when you wrap all that up, it's it's actually most of the time a, a cost savings. So really the only thing that a, a internal center or somebody who's looking to outsource is going to pay for is one is, is your, your CRM licensing. you know, And that can be negotiated, but paying for that. And then you're paying a flat fee, whether per minute or a per hourly charge for everything else. And then again, the, the call center is paying for all the staff. They're paying for all the QA staff. They're paying for 
client services, they're paying for the reporting, they're paying for IT, they're paying for all the telephony, they're paying for you know any licensing fees that come come via telephony as well. So so there's a lot that goes to it, but really that should be all taken off your plate. Number four, can we blind monitor, right? And the answer should be if any reputable call center should be yes, right? And it's pretty cool now. So like if you use a cloud-based provider, like we use in contact, we have the ability to basically, we give you a security profile that you log into, all right? So you get your own screen, you pull it up, and you have all of your reps. You have all the stats. Everything that is going on in your program, you see You see the actual agent's names. You can double-click on those agents. You can put your cell phone number in. You can put your desktop number in. You can put your conference number in. And we're gonna that phone's going to actually ring, and you can monitor that agent anywhere in the world. As long as you have the Internet, you can blind monitor anywhere. And that's pretty much most call centers now. So that's a pretty cool feature. That's relatively new, last you know five, seven years. Make sure that you're still doing some some monitoring sessions with with the BPO with the outsourcer. You know they're going to ask you to do that too. I would assume. Um, so make sure that you're going to do that too. But yeah, you you should have the ability to blind monitor. That shouldn't even be a question. Number five is a big one, and that's how does training work? Everybody has this question, especially if you you've never outsourced before. And I'm going to just speak for us. We like to have the client involved as much as we possibly can through the process of training. So, and that's for the first initial train. So if we can have a trainer from the actual client here, we want we want that, right? We want them to do the client, to do the training with us, with our trainers. Um, we'll do a session before, a, a train the trainer session, and sometimes we'll handle it from there, but we really like it that first time if the client kind of does the training with us. At least do it through webinars and WebExes, which we can do as well. So if you're you know, if, if you can't afford to send somebody for six weeks to, to Pennsylvania, right, um, then we can do a, a WebEx or a, a Zoom meeting every single day where, where you guys are involved or the, the client is involved. And then we definitely want them here for launch day. After that, though, then we take care of it. And that's the other kind of cool thing with all outsourcing is, and we'll get into setup fees, but you'll, you'll pay for that class. But any, any attrition training moving forward, the outsourcer pays for and we handle all the training from from now we we might say hey can you guys uh, help us with this little piece because that was a little confusing or um, can you you know maybe be on the the phone for this if we have any questions but other than that the outsourcer should be able to handle it handle it from there which goes to the next question which is number six which is are there setup fees and normally the answer is yes right normally there is an IT setup fee. Now, depending on the complexity of your program, that can be anywhere from one thousand bucks to to twenty grand. Um, most of the time, um, like if I see that there's a growth or potential for growth, um, I try to get that that setup fees, those setup fees. And I know most BPOs don't like to gouge on the setup fees. We want to, you know, kind of work the partnership. So it's either at cost or a little over cost for setup fees. And then you will pay for training. Make sure, you know, most call centers will do it at a reduced rate. So let's say you're paying $27 an hour in the U.S. for, for your program. You know the, the training might be at $19 or $20 an hour. But be prepared to, 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 pay, for, uh, to, to pay for training. Um, number seven, can we visit the center? Should we ask to visit the center? And the answer is absolutely yes. You know If you're going to put in a lot of money and a lot of time and a lot of effort into your customer support, you want to go see where the actual agents are going to be. Make sure that you understand... Uh, 
the culture, right? That you understand where they're supposed to, where they're actually going to be sitting. Is it a cool environment? Is it a fun environment? Does it meet and match your culture? When you go and you sit face to face with someone, it's a big difference than if you are uh, just, you know, talking on the phone. So I would highly, highly recommend, excuse me, I had a phone call, (laughs) highly recommend um, going to visit. Um, Number eight is something you probably don't think about. But I think it's really important is, you know, we have questions like, you know, that I've gotten through advice from Call Center Geek from not only consulting, but just questions that people have asked me. Like, hey, should we really ask the, the call center to prove their PCI compliance? Like, should we get those forms and have them on file? And the answer is yes. Right. It, I'm not going to say I'm sure that there are some people that are faking PCIs. Right. But the majority of call centers understand the not only the benefit, but the, the risk of of kind of sh- shrimping on those right so yes you should ask if a call signer says that they're pci compliant ask for their uh ask for their forms ask for their certification ask if they're a third party certified hipaa same kind of thing so any type of those certifications yes i would say you you want to ask that and no call center is going to kind of balk at that if they do then, then maybe you should be balking at using them number nine should you negotiate the price um, with the call center? And the answer is yes and no. I mean, I think you should always negotiate. Um, we're willing to, to work, you know, with, with a back and forth on a, on a negotiation on a per hour or on a, on a setup fee. Um, I would tell you, negotiate before you walk because the majority of the call centers, especially not, you know, the, the bigger guys, if you have a smaller program and you're using those big, big guys, they're not going to negotiate with you very much. But if you're using, you know, a, a smaller BPL, um, more entrepreneurial, they will make sure that they're doing that and they'll talk and they'll, they'll have a back and forth with you so that you guys can work out something that I think is beneficial to both organizations. But you know, I get frustrated when, you know, we, when we do talk or when I do send a, a statement of work and we get ghosted maybe because of price, I don't know, but at least have that back and forth because, you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to negotiate if it's fair for, for both sides. And then number 10 is, Hey Tom, how much do outsourcers charge? Like I get that question all the time. Right, which makes sense. Now we did a whole blog post, did a whole podcast on this as well. But here's the the general gist of cost. In the U.S., you're going to pay anywhere from really from 24 at the very low end, and it, you're you're going to struggle to find 24. So let's say 25 to 29, 28 dollars an hour. That's about the the general pricing for a per hour. And if you do the math with that on the uh, on the per minute, you know, you're in that 58, 60 cents per minute kind of deal. So it, it's all the same thing. Um, it's just kind of how you, you, you want it priced and, and build out. If you were going near shore, you know, you can be anywhere from that 13 to, to $17 an hour range from the Mexico's to the, to the Belize to, you know, that kind of South America, um, Caribbean, those, those type of call centers. And then offshore, that's the wild card, right? You could literally be anywhere from six bucks to, to twelve, thirteen dollars an hour in the Philippines and India, um, just all depending on kind of what you're looking for, what type of quality you're looking for. If you're looking more in the cities, if you're looking more out in the countryside, um, it's a little bit more of a wild card, especially you know when you're talking about. Now that's offshore. You know when we think of like the, the those call center meccas, right? Like the Philippines and and India, those those type of places. Even Pakistan's getting there now. When you talk about like. Western Europe, it's expensive, right? Western Europe's almost 
as much or more than the U.S. just because of what the economies and kind of how their cost of cost structure and their their country's costs are. Um, so that's kind of the I guess the the quick gist on on cost as well. But I don't know if that that helps. That's what I want to kind of start the year off on. These are a lot of the questions that we get. Um, so I know that there's probably a lot of those questions that you guys have out there that I you know like to try to try to help you with. Um, we're going to continue um, next week. I'm going to you know kind of get in, back into the uh, probably the technology piece. Um, talk about some of the things that that we're seeing again. I know I did a top ten trends of 2020, uh, but there's a couple of things that I want to really hit on um, when it comes to AI, when it comes to speech analytics. Um, that I want to talk to and talk through for next week. So, again, thank you guys so much for <laughs> all the follows. Um, again, go to the community page, Advice from a Call Center Geek community page. Um, connect. I will make you a member instantly. Um, make sure that you're going on the our Advice from a Call Center Geek YouTube channel too. That's going to be a ton of stuff. Right? Literally, there's a there's a new video every single day posted there, if not two videos. So it'll definitely be worth your while to check that out. And uh. Again, we're almost at seventeen thousand uh, followers here or downloads on the uh, on the podcast. So you guys, you guys are rocking it. I really appreciate it. Anything that you want to hear, any questions you have for me, please let me know. Again, shoot me an email, tlaird at xpv.net, or uh, just find me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm an open, uh, especially for my call sign friends. I'm an open connector, so just uh, connect with me and, and we can have a conversation. Have a great one, guys, and I'll talk to all of you next week.